Thanks for tuning into Upward Way podcast. If you're looking to be spiritually blessed, moved and inspired, there is no doubt you are in the right place. On our show, guests recount their encounter with Christ and how their lives have been transformed through the grace and love of God. And now, please welcome our host. Hello and welcome to Upward Way. I am your host, Marlon Walters. My guest today is a lay evangelist who has made himself available to spread the word of God globally. Zamani Moyo, welcome to Upward Way. Thank you. Uh, I'm so happy to be part of the program. It's indeed a joy to have you and I must also say thanks for making yourself available to be interviewed. I know you have quite a busy schedule as at the moment you're also studying. So again, thanks for coming to share your story with us. I want to ask you to go back to the start. Currently you are studying in the US, but where did you grow up and also what was your childhood years like? Before I came here to study in the U.S., I had a good time in my home country, in Zimbabwe, where I grew up. So, my childhood experience is so great, it's so awesome. I had an opportunity to go to my community school, then later in the years, um, I, I went to study for four years. Uh, University, which happens to be a great university according to my understanding because if uh, my memory serves well, um, I think it's the first Adventist University in Africa, so there's a lot of things you can benefit uh, from Solution University. So I had a good time to be part of the Adventure, Pathfinder, uh, Ambassador Club. So I'm still a young person, but I need to go through those uh, achievement classes. So I had a great time. All right. So you, you said that you have been, let us say, surrounded by Adventist education, I could say, all of, well, all of your youthful life. You did talk about Adventure. Adventurer Club and also Pathfinders Club, but you know not everyone who listens really know what these clubs are. So if you could just break it down in a simple sense, you know what's an Adventurer Club and a Pathfinders Club? Oh, that's so great. Um, an Adventurer Club, uh, it's a club in the Adventist faith. Let's say a group of uh, young ones between six, seven, eight, and nine years. That's a, a club whereby children attend basically on Sundays in the morning where a, a lot of activities are done by these little ones. Yeah, so that's the age range between six to nine years. That's the Adventure Club. All right, so basically they receive spiritual training and also some practical life skills that they can yes. use to benefit them as they grow older. 
So as it relates to your faith journey, because it's not just being exposed to, to spiritual things, but there must have been what I consider a starting point to your own faith journey. So when would you say your faith journey really began? That's an interesting question as well. Yeah, I can say um, I used to go to church, like, as I told you, I had an experience back in Adventure Club, is early years, those early years, then Pathfinder as well. But uh, I think things changed when I finished my high school. I had the time to go to the countryside after I finished my high school. So then, uh, at the countryside, for more than five years, I was there with my parents. So we had the opportunity to be part of the pioneers of opening a branch in our community. So at that point in time, I think God really prompted me. I think I did my best in terms of uh, working for the Lord during those years because it wasn't easy to establish a new church in a new community. So those five years or more, I think uh, I had a quality time with God. I could see the direction that uh, the Lord for sure wants me to be part of his and of uh, spreading the gospel to everyone. So beautiful. That is nice. Especially when we open our lives, our hearts, so that God can use us when we are quite young. On the topic of investment, because currently you are investing in your academic development. And for the most part, we are encouraged to do that. So we will invest in our career development. Individuals invest in their bodies, others invest in their finances, but the spiritual dimension is neglected. How do you actively pursue your own spiritual growth? Yeah, I think this is an interesting and a personal question. So when it comes to personal spiritual growth, um, I make it a point that uh, I try by all means that uh, when the day starts, no matter how busy uh, I could be as a student, I, I try to find time to to read a text or to pray or to share something. So under normal circumstances, this is what I do. After maybe reading and praying at a personal level, I find something interesting uh, I could have. Um, but what could have arrested my attention during my personal study, then I share with other people through Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram. So that's how I think I managed to uh, help myself as I grow spiritual. So you are quite a generous person. <laughs> you say that you go for your fill each day, but you don't just get yourself filled, but you share with others. Uh, is there is something in your social bringing that caused you to be so kind? Yeah, um, all of my life, I'm not saying all of my life in terms that I'm very old, but um, 
the few years that God has followed me, I have learned a lot, but um, in as much as we may invest in other things, I have learned that the best resources you may want to gather for your success uh, is people. You may gather education, funds, and things like that. But to me, to my understanding, the best resources that one needs to have uh, to succeed for your success, be it in any line or any field in life, is to be connected to people. So I am where I am because of the contribution of the people around me. That is so awesome. This next question speaks to challenges that we do face as human beings and especially as people of faith. So it's a twofold question. What would have been one or two of the greatest challenges that you have faced in your life? And also what, what was it that would have caused you to overcome these challenges? There are many principles that we face along uh, the way as we change in our spiritual thing or in life in general. So I think one of the challenges I had, it was when I went to uh, Solus University. So when I left home, um, it was interesting because I think I had uh, just passed fair for going to school and not money. I didn't, I didn't have money even to return home. The adventure things go ugly. I had faith that when I get there, things will make the life. So when I got there, um, I thought that food was going to be for free, things like that. I thought that uh, things will work out well. How? I never thought about it. So when I got there, I was told that I should be at a position of having uh, money to buy meals every now and then. Whenever I needed meals, I needed to pay my fees. I needed to pay for my accommodation. So it was a struggle. But um, by the doing of God, I found myself at a position of getting everything I needed through the help of my friends uh, from UK. Uh, it is so interesting that those guys, they helped me um, from day one up until the last day of my classes until I graduated. So the, 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 the struggle was that I had nowhere to depend upon from my home country. Uh, my faith was that God was going to help out. So there were a few people from my home country who helped me, but many help, many, many people would come into my life and help me. When my friends I met in Victoria Falls, who happened to stay in the UK. So that was one of the greatest challenges I, I faced in my life to say, I'm here, I'm expected to pay for my upkeep, my tuition, my, my everything. Yet I was not at work, not even one of my family members were at work, but God used my friends from UK to assist me from day one until I graduated. I didn't plan to do it, but since you are so grateful there's so much gratitude in your heart you know for those individuals those friends who have 
been so supportive. I'm just going to lay, I would say, the table before you just for you to, you know, maybe say a word of thanks to some individuals who have impacted your life. So it's not just those who would have poured in with your financial situation, but, you know, as we travel along life's journey, there are persons we encounter and they really help to shape the narrative of our lives. They help to shape our thought processes and so on. So I'm giving you an opportunity to you know, say thanks to one or two persons who would have contributed significantly to your own life as it is now. I pray that I, I be short because <laughs> there are a lot of people in my life who, are, who have come to change my life. So things are... There is a man uh, from Zimbabwe, from my hometown, by the name uh, Job, uh, Job Moyo. So Mr. Job, he's a, he's a very generous man. After the death of my father, I told myself that this man is going to be uh, my father. He's going to assist me here and there. So he has been uh, a helping individual from the first day. I met him until today. So if I have life-challenging situations, we usually sit down and pray and we discuss. Then um, he's one of the people who helped me, especially when it comes to academic change and spiritual change. Then, um, and yes, 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 of course. Hey, I can't say the success of my life academically without missing me. I have friends from UK. So I have Abraham and friends. So Abraham is a good man. I met him with his friends. Um, from the day I met them, they were always there for me. They, 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 there are a lot of guys, but I can say Abraham and friends. I think uh, his desire, uh, his Kuda, there are many people there um, from UK, but and shortly, I will say Abraham and friends, they were ever there for me. Yeah. I love the way you put it. I know you mentioned some, but since this name is easier to, to say, of course, I, I heard Desire, which is kind of a unique name, but you did say Abraham and friends. And we think about this biblical character, Abraham, who we dub as the father of faith. So it's it's really significant that there's an Abraham in 2023 who is also someone of faith who can encourage you along your faith journey. The other question that I'm asking speaks to doubts or insecurities that we experience sometimes. So if it's not too personal of a question, was there ever a moment along your spiritual journey that you believe you experienced doubt or maybe some distance that you felt as if you were separated from God. So whether it is that it was doubt or you felt as if, you know, maybe God is not so present in your life as it relates to you personally. There are times when we are so low, especially when we are faced with boisterous waves of challenges in life, we become weak and then we easily forget the leading of the Lord in the years, years. Um, there was a time when I was in Swaziland. Um, things were not getting up. Uh, I could ask myself, 
what, what was happening is God still listening to people when they pray. Does God listen even to a prayer of a sinner? So I saw the, the, the Lord responding in a wonderful way when I was in Swaziland. There in Swaziland, I had no one I knew at that time, no family I knew at that time, but the Lord kept me safe until my visit in Swaziland was over. So there was a need of me having money. There was a need for me to clear my passport by the immigration offices and things like that. So ask myself, is this possible? You see, so when we are faced with big, gigantic problems, we, we easily doubt God. We say, hmm, let me put my effort first. It is when we have failed that we want to go to the Lord. So it was a lesson I learned that from the word go, we should have faith in God. We may have problems that may be so big that may want us to sink. So from that experience of Fatherland, I learned to trust God. Though I was doubting to say, it's at night. Yeah, uh, it was at night when I first landed in uh, Swaziland. But God prepared people to come into my life and help me, even though it was at night. Just for some historical context, you did say Swaziland. So is that in Southern Africa? Yes, it's, uh, it's one of the countries in Southern Africa. Growing up, I heard so much about, you know, Swaziland. And when you hear someone speak about some somewhere that you know has so much historical interest to you then it gives some kind of an excitement but <laughs> maybe later we can discuss some more about swaziland uh, as you talk about going you know when god says go then all we need to go why do you suppose then despite god always being there there are so many individuals who they find it hard, let me put it that way, they find it hard or they struggle to trust God's plans for their lives. And for some of these persons, the trust issue with God is so so tough for them that they even walk away from the faith. So why do you suppose for some individuals it's so difficult to trust what plans God has laid out for their lives? God is interesting. He's way of doing things sometimes as you put your logic into that or to the thing of the doing of God, there may be no sense in it. So trusting God is interesting is to say whatever that may happen, I will take it positive. So it's not an easy thing to trust God because like if I have a problem and I call my brother, I know he's gonna be able to do it or I call my mom call my siblings or I call my friends. So as human beings, it's easy for us to trust when we see, especially that person in person, we know they are capable. But now in a situation whereby you have to trust God whom we have never seen. So you're just depending upon his word from the Bible. So if the word from the Bible says, I will keep you I will close you, just trust. How and when will the help come, you do not know. So the how and the when part of it is always a big challenge. 
So maybe what I can say is that uh, it is when reasoning dies, as when we start this journey called spiritual journey. So if you let reasoning leak out, you'll be disappointed. But if you let reasoning die and faith leaks out, you will enjoy to have a walk with God in this life. Powerful stuff right there. And I see that you're a man who has quite um, some powerful you know, gems of truth to convey. So let me give you another tough question. So <laughs> in a conversation with someone who has never heard about God, what would you tell him or her? about God from your own experience? Or to make it just so plain and simple, who is God to you? Oh, that's a very good question. Okay, as a Christian, I can say generally God is my creator and he's my redeemer. But uh, speaking at a personal experience, at a personal level, God is my friend. God happens to be the very close person I can share with. Even if I mess up in life, I can pray and tell God and ask for forgiveness. I understand that God is an understanding person. It takes time to hear my cries. It takes time even to, 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 to understand me and accept me as who I am. So in terms of friends, I believe that God is the best friend. He will never disappoint. In terms of being a father figure, he is always there. He provides. As a child, you may cry out to our earthly fathers. They always chip in. But let me tell you, God is the best father. You may cry out, he will chip in and protect and provide for you. So, God is everything to me. If you don't have a mother, God can be a mother figure in your life. If you want him to be your brother, if you want him to be your sister. So in shortly, in a nutshell, in any situation in life, whatsoever you need, God is always relevant and ready to provide his services. Yes, God is indeed a friend. And just to go back to what you shared before I ask this question, you did mention that sometimes we, or most times we don't really know what are the plans that God has or how they will work out. And it, it reminded me of a conversation I had recently where I was saying, you know, God always <laughs> has the thing going. But because we expect it to unfold at a certain time, that's why sometimes we really find it difficult to really trust. And when we don't trust, it's as if we are saying, God, you know, you're not good at planning. The other question speaks to, to reading. What book or books would you say you have read that has had maybe one of the most profound impact on your life? And I mean, I, I know you could just quickly say, the Bible, but outside of the Bible, you know, what book or books have you read that you, has really impacted your own life? There are quite some, some books I've, uh, I've read that uh, have arrested my attention, 
other than the Bible. Um, uh, Ellen White, she is a good writer. She writes about health, education, marriage, finance. So one of her books that I, I, I love is called The Steps to Christ. So it's a, it's a very good book that helps an individual how to start with God, how to have a personal relationship with God, how to finish your spiritual journey, how to start and finish your spiritual journey so that that better when time comes that you end your life here on earth, you can simply say, I fought a good fight. So in, in class, again, there is a book that we read for our studies, um, Stones Cry Out. I don't find it difficult to, to read it again and again. It's an archaeological book. So at the present moment, uh, I'm doing my graduate studies uh, in the field of archaeology. So it's one of those books that uh, changed my life in terms of understanding who God is. When we look at the archaeological evidences, tracing the wonderful works of God, tracing the interactions of God and his people from the very beginning to our time. So it's one of those books that speaks to me uh, in a very lovely way. Yes, Steps to Christ happens to also be one of my favorite books. Now, the other question speaks to balancing things out or balancing our lives. And especially for a student, it's one of the most difficult things to do. So what would you say is the key to maintaining balance in your life? You know, what have you found to be the best way of absorbing disappointments, maybe even rejection, distress, and even discouragement? So it's not balancing the workload <laughs> or time management that I'm really referring to, but just you know, with life's challenges, with life's disappointments, you know, all of those things, how do you find that balance to still maintain that positive uh, attitude, you know, that, that faith that keeps you anchored in Christ? You know, it's not an easy thing to, to be disappointed or to be rejected. Um, I may say maybe, uh, when it comes to school, you may put all your all of your efforts, and then you fail. Then it will be difficult for you to move on. You think that uh, you are at the world's end, and especially at a college level, school fees or tuition is expensive. To take that class again, you think that is wasted of time, wasted of money, but. What I can say, you need to regather yourself and tell yourself, I have discovered a, a way that when I do this, I won't succeed. So if you take it positively, then next time you attempt the same assignment again, you would have a stepping stone. You would have some way where you can begin. We can be disappointed even at school, you can be disappointed socially, maybe in terms of relationships. You may think this is the right person I have found. Then later you discover that no, she is not the person or he is not the person. So 
what I can say is um, trust in God, knowing that He has plans to give us an expected end, plans to prosper us. This is always the best. So I have this in my mind that always, actually, two of those things that always keep me ongoing. Number one, there are expectations that I may have if things don't go the way I would have expected. I tell myself, hmm, this is the doing of God in this sense. Whenever I'm disappointed, I take it as a greatest blessing. I know that God is too wise to err, cannot withhold what is good for me. So if I get disappointed according to my understanding, I know it's a greatest blessing. God has seen it fit that I don't have this. I don't get hold of what I look forward to get. Then number two, I always tell myself that God is different from me in many ways. One of the ways is that he sees future as history. With me, I don't know what will happen even in the next very second or in the next minute. But with God, all future is in past tense. So I need not to be disappointed very much. When things don't add up, I tell myself, hmm, it's okay. Let me go to the throne board and ask the Lord for strength to move on. So knowing that future is past tense to God, I know that I'm in sapiens. If I make God a partner in life, as we move on, uh, I think things will go well. So after the disappointments, be it socially, mental, financial, in whatsoever disappointments that may come in my life, I always go back to God and say, Lord, give me strength to move on, to see things with a positive eye. Powerful, yes, that is the key to success, being able to see things with positive eyes. Simple. When we work for God, we always find ourselves thinking about, you know, what else, you know, can I do or what else it is that God would want me to do or how can I improve on what it is that I am doing. So what do you get a sense that God is calling you to do now? So maybe if you could start something new or if you could expand the scope of what it is that you are doing, what would that be and also who would that serve? I'm a graduate student focusing on archaeology. It is my prayer that uh, after I'm done with my studies, I have a lot of plans already in place to say that's my prayer that these plans may be neutralized in this sense. I look forward to it like Zoom meetings or other forums like Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or a radio station or a TV channel whereby we sit down and communicate with people in terms of knowing who God is, what has God done to the ancient civilization, and what can God do for you. So one of the things that I love about archaeology is that uh, it is the practical side of the Bible. We may talk about like um, 
is historical figures like Abraham. So archaeology can prove it to say Abraham. Yes, we are told that there was Abraham who lived in the Bible times. But we can trace his home. We can see where he lived and what he did during his time. When you talk about maybe the children of Israel, we can talk about the Exodus story, we can talk about Jesus. Any Bible story has a backup when it comes to archaeology. So it is the Bible speaking in silence with evidence. So, so that's what I can say. I look forward to work for the Lord in the field as an archaeologist, reasoning with people, having conversations with people, trying to trace the whereabouts of God, trying to see his work that he has done for people, for individuals in the SIA. So by so doing, our present life will be certain, so is our future. And may that dream, may that desire become a reality. I want to say thanks for making yourself available today to share your story with us. We have been speaking with Zamane Moyo. He's a lay evangelist and he makes himself available to share God's word wherever it is that he's called to do so. And as you listen to him just now, as soon as he finishes his studies, he'll be making himself more available to do God's word. Now, just before we go, Zamani, do you have any parting words that you'd want to share with our listeners? Yeah, um, I may say um, there are three things. Oh, yeah, let me say four that I, I think will help us to, to be successful in this world and we'll be smiling all the time. Number one, let us make it a point that each and every day we find ourselves reading God's word. Because I can give you an example, a comparison between the newspapers we may read every day and the Bible. So the newspapers have headlines every day to tell us that in wherever or somewhere, somewhere, somehow in the world, maybe there are catastrophes that people are experiencing, there's drought, there's poverty, there are wars. So the newspapers are there to tell us about what's happening in our communities. But what I love about the Bible is that when we read our Bibles, our Bibles will tell us why are things happening. Newspapers will tell us things are happening, but the Bible will tell us why things happening in that way. So if you read your Bible every day, if you pray, you are good to go. So let us face the Lord through prayer every day before we are faced with challenges in life. So I'm saying, let us find ourselves praying, let us find ourselves um, reading the Bible, number three, let us find ourselves even having a time whereby we pause and uh, we go to a quiet place. Yeah, I don't know for an hour or so, or a day, or a week, depending on your strength, whereby you fast, okay? You give time uh, to yourself and have a quality time between you and God. 
as a priest and uh, a Bible student, you need to have a time whereby you pray and fast. So then the last thing I can say is that share your story with people. Share your story with people. I know we've got a lot of books in the Bible, 66 of them, where God helped people. Okay? You know of Paul, Timor, you know of Moses, Jonah. It's going to be more interesting and sweet if you share your encounter with other people as to what God has done for you. You read your Bible, you pray, you fast, and you share your story with other people. You are good to go. That's a lovely note on which to end. Read your Bible, pray every day, and share with others. And that will be enough to sustain you. You've been in tuned to Upward Way. Do join us again next week when we'll have another interesting guest sharing his or her story of faith. Subscribe to weekly episodes on the Apple, AWR, Lord Voice, Spotify, Stitcher, or Podcast Guru apps. You're also welcome to visit Upward Way Facebook page. Click like and leave a comment. Until then, I'm Marlon Walters saying goodbye. May God bless you. You've been listening to the Upward Way Podcast, the number one audio production show for people who want encouragement and reassurance in a muddled world.